Hi, I'm Samantha. Hi, I'm Sarah. And, and we, we are, are the, the Doom, Doom Crew. Damn you! Hey nerds! It's Samantha and Sarah, and this week I'm going to tell you about a family annihilator. And this week I'm going to tell you a case where you're going to need to know who done it. Ooh. Okay. I got questions. All right. So... I'm up first. Let me close my other apps so I'm not getting interrupted. John List was born on September 17th, 1925 in Bay City, Michigan to parents John Frederick List and Alma Barbara Florence List. He was a devout Lutheran and a Sunday school teacher. He enlisted in the Army the same year he graduated high school, 1943, he served as a lab technician during World War II, and after being discharged in 1946, he went to the University of Michigan, where he got a bachelor's in business administration and a master's degree in accounting. John went on to be called back up to active military service during the Korean War, and while he was stationed in Virginia, he met a woman named Helen Morris Taylor. Helen was a widow of a soldier who was killed in action in Korea. So she was still living in the area, and she had a daughter named Brenda. Helen and John married on December 1st, 1951, in Baltimore, Maryland. In 1952, when John's time with the military was over, John began working for an accounting firm in Detroit. He later worked as an audit supervisor at a paper company in Kalamazoo. The couple's three children would all be born there. By 1959, List was now the general supervisor of the company's accounting department, but Helen wasn't doing quite as well. She was an alcoholic and was becoming increasingly unstable. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. And she's a mom? Yes. Three children. <sighs> yep. Oh, four, actually, because she had the older oh, child. Yeah. So in 1960, Brenda, her oldest daughter, married and left the family home, and the Lists moved to Rochester, New York. John took a job with a little company called Xerox. <laughs> oh, it's just a small company. Tiny little family mom and pop thing. Never heard of that before. Right? He eventually became the director of accounting there as well. In 1965, List accepted a position as vice president and comptroller at a bank in Jersey City, New Jersey, and moved his wife, children, and mother Alma into Breeze Knoll, a 19-room Victorian mansion located at 431 Hillside Avenue in Westfield, New Jersey. Damn! 19-bedroom. No, just 19 rooms. 19 rooms. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. My brain went to 19 bedrooms. So yeah. I was like, who the fuck needs... Are you running an orphanage? I mean, it's still <laughs> lots of bedrooms, I'm sure. But yeah. yeah, 19 rooms. That's a huge house. Yeah. It's I big. bet it was beautiful. Yes, it was. Um, they even had a ballroom in the oh, home. Oh, fancy. Yeah, with like this skylight in it. Like, beautiful. Okay. So, on November 9th, 1971, using his own 9mm 1912 semi-automatic handgun and his father's Colt twenty-two caliber revolver, John List murdered his entire immediate family. Why? We'll get to that. So, while his children were at school, 
He shot his wife, Helen, 47, in the back of the head. And then his mother, Alma, 84, above the left eye. Oh, my gosh. As his daughter, Patricia, who was 16, and a younger son, Frederick, 13, arrived home from school, List shot each of them in the back of the head. Oh, my gosh. Not, yeah. Um, After making himself lunch, List drove to his bank to close both his and his mother's bank accounts. And then he went to Westfield High School to watch his eldest son, John Frederick, 15, play in a soccer game. After driving John Frederick home, List shot him repeatedly because, as misfire evidence showed, his son attempted to defend himself. Oh my gosh! Yeah. List placed the bodies of his wife and children on sleeping bags in the mansion's ballroom. He left his mother's body in her apartment in the attic. He left a five-page letter to his pastor. It was found on a desk in his study. List claimed that he saw too much evil in the world and he had killed his family to save their souls. No. No. He then cleaned the various crime scenes, removed his own picture from all family photographs in the house, turned a radio to a religious station, and left. Oh, okay, okay, we're doing it. We, he did the damn thing. Yep. He went straight Hermione, but yeah, by removing himself from the home. Yeah, so remember, this was on November 9th. Yeah, a week before my birthday. Okay. <laughs> not a full week. <laughs> I mean, close though. So close. The murders were not discovered until December 7th. Oh my goodness. That's so like 28 days later. And this is due in part to the family's reclusive tendencies to start with. And also in part because of notes that John sent to the children's schools and part-time jobs claiming that the children would be visiting their ailing grandmother in North Carolina for a few weeks. Oh my goodness. Yep. So this would have been Helen's mom, and Helen's mom was in fact ill and had canceled a trip to come visit them. So this all could have been possible. Yeah, List later said that she would have been his sixth victim. Like, if if she she would have been there, there, he would have killed her, too. Yep. He also stopped milk deliveries, mail deliveries, and newspaper deliveries. So he was making sure that, like... They weren't found. Yeah. But, oh, my goodness. Neighbors noticed that all of the mansion's rooms were illuminated day and night with no apparent activity in the house. After light bulbs began burning out one by one... Neighbors finally called police. That is creepy as shit. And there's just still music playing. Well, I mean, you would assume it wouldn't be so... No, no, it's it's... on an intercom speaker system. Oh my goodness. The whole house is playing. Christian music while lights are slowly burning out. Yes. And there's no activity. Correct. Oh, that's terrifying. Yep. Um... Officers entered through an unlocked window leading to the basement and discovered the family's bodies. Oh, my gosh. Westfield, where few violent crimes have been recorded since 1963, received national attention as the site of one of the most notorious felonies in New Jersey since the kidnapping and murder of the Lindbergh baby. 
A nationwide manhunt was launched. Police investigated hundreds of leads without success. All reliable photographs of List had been destroyed. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. So they had nothing to put on the news. Right. And it's 1971. There's no social media. There's no way to identify this man other than like personal accounts from other people who have known him. That's insane. The family car was found parked at the JFK airport in New York City, but police found no evidence that List had boarded a flight. Alma's body was flown to Frankenmuth, Michigan, and interred at the St. Lorenz Lutheran Cemetery. Helen and her three children were buried at Fairview Cemetery in Westfield. (sighs) Bree's Knoll remained empty until it was destroyed by a fire in August 1972, nine months after the murders. Although the destruction was officially ruled arson, it remains officially unsolved with no suspects. Destroyed along with the home was the ballroom's stained glass skylight, rumored to be a signed Tiffany original. Holy shit. Worth at least $100,000 at the time, which is equivalent to $650,000 in 2021 money. Yep. A new house was built on the site in 1974. Okay, you need to tell me where List is. I have so many. I have so many more updates for you. Like, this is... I'm, I'm like, halfway through. Okay, good. Okay, good. In 1971, as the FBI later discovered, List had traveled by train from New Jersey to Michigan and then to Colorado. He settled in Denver in early 1972 and took an accounting job under the name Robert Peter Clark. He went by Bob. So... That name, Robert Peter Clark, is the name of one of his college classmates, but the real Bob Clark asserted that he'd never known List. So he could have just taken someone's name from the college and been like, yeah, I'll take this one. Creepy. Yeah. From 1979 to 1986, he was the comptroller at a paper box manufacturer outside Denver. He joined a Lutheran congregation and ran a carpool for shut-in church members. Oh my goodness. At one religious gathering, he met an Army PX clerk named Dolores Miller, and then he married her in 1985. In February of 1988, the couple moved to a house in the Brander Mill neighborhood of Midlothian, Virginia, where List, still using the name Bob Clark, resumed work as an accountant at a small accounting firm, Madrea, Joyner, Kirkham, and Woody. That's quite the name. It is. So... For a while, not that I, I'm not going to cover this in depth, but just an FYI, for a while, he was suspected to be D.B. Cooper. Oh. Because we still don't know who D.B. Cooper is. But it wasn't him. Well, he says it's not. He's denied any involvement. Um, there's no direct evidence, and the FBI no longer considers him a suspect. In May 1989, the 18-year-old crime was recounted on the Fox television program America's Most Wanted. This was its first year on the air. The segment featured an age-progressed clay bust sculpted by forensic artist Frank Bender, which turned out to bear a close resemblance to List's actual appearance. Good job. On June 1st, less than two weeks after the broadcast, List was arrested at a Richmond accounting firm after a Denver neighbor 
recognized the description, and alerted authorities. Oh. List continued to stand by his alias for several months, even after his 1989 extradition to Union County, New Jersey. Finally, faced with irrefutable evidence, including a fingerprint match with List's military records, as Idiot. well as evidence found at the crime scene, he confessed to his true identity on February 16, 1990. At trial... John said that his financial difficulties reached crisis level in 1971 when he was laid off with the closure of that bank that he worked at in Jersey City. Okay. To avoid the humiliation of having to tell his family that he was laid off, he continued to get dressed for work every day, leaving on time, going to the train station or on job interviews, reading newspapers, and then would just come back home at the end of whatever day. Oh, my God. Okay, so you just said, you know what? Instead of talking to my family, they're going to die. As the year progressed, the financial issues were compiling, and he had encouraged his children to take on part-time jobs. He told them it was to teach them responsibility, but it was actually to help keep the family afloat. Why didn't he just get a part-time job? He was going on job interviews. Yeah, but he could have got a part-time job if his kids were getting part-time jobs. We'll get there. Okay. Then there's Helen. List said that he was dealing with her alcoholism and untreated syphilis. She contracted it from her first husband and concealed it for 18 years. Oh my God, was, that's why she was having mental health issues. Yes. According to testimony at the trial, Helen had pressured John into marriage by falsely claiming she was pregnant and then insisted they get married in Maryland because they didn't require a premarital syphilis test which was mandated in many states at the time. Oh. <laughs> she kept this a secret from John and her physicians. I don't know how she first found out if she was keeping it a secret from physicians, but this is what was stated, that it wasn't until 1969, and because the disease had been combined with alcoholism, testimony states she had been transformed into a paranoid recluse. Well, yeah, it destroys your mental health. Yeah. At parties, it was said that she publicly humiliated List, comparing his sexual prowess unfavorably with that of her first husband. Oh, God. So she basically said, he don't fuck good. <laughs> first one did better. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not good. No, that's not too nice. Yeah. As Jackson would say, that's not too nice. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's where her mental state was at that time. You yeah. Know? She, she was wasn't... in a bad place. She had been untreated for all these years. Like, yeah, not a good time. So, a court-appointed psychiatrist testified that List suffered from obsessive-compulsive personality disorder and that he only saw two options to the problem. Accept welfare or kill his entire family and send their souls to heaven. He reasoned that welfare was unacceptable because it would expose him and his family to ridicule and it violated his authoritarian father's teachings that a man takes care of his family okay i know that that is still taught yeah <sighs> okay okay on april 12th 1990 list was convicted of five counts of first degree murder at his sentencing list denied direct responsibility for his actions stating I feel that because of my mental state at the time, I was unaccountable for what happened. I ask all affected by this for their forgiveness, understanding, and prayer. 
fuck yourself. You murdered children. The judge was having none of it and responded, John email list is without remorse and without honor. After 18 years, five months and 22 days, it is now time for the voices of Helen, Alma, Patricia, Frederick, and John F. to rise from the grave. Oh, damn. That gave me juicy bumps. I know. (laughs) That judge. He had some shit to say. He was sentenced to five terms of life imprisonment to be served consecutively. This was the maximum penalty available at that time. When later asked why he didn't also kill himself, he stated that he believed suicide would have barred him from heaven, where he hopes to one day reunite with his family. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, this case could sound familiar to you as you recently watched The Watcher. Okay. That show used this story and attributed it to a character named, you guessed it, John. Oh. But the character was John Graff, played by Joe Mantello. Okay, I did not. Do you not remember? Did you finish? Yeah, but I... Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no. The Watcher? Are you talking about the house one? Yes! I never watched that. You didn't finish it? I... No. I thought you guys started it. Okay, see, The Watcher, I thought you were talking about the show The Watcher... (laughs) Wait, The Watcher. You mean The Witcher? Yes! Oh, you thought I meant The Witcher. No, The Watcher. I've never seen it. Oh, (laughs) so you and BJ are watching The The Witcher. Witcher. I wondered the other day, you said something about The Witcher like we had been talking about it. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been watching The Watcher. Oh, nope. No idea. So I don't know. Okay, well, to our listeners who have watched The Watcher, John List, his whole story is essentially attributed to this John Graff character. It's named John. The John in the show even looks like John List. You know I'm going to Google him now, right? Yes, 100%. I expect that. If you don't, I'd be offended. Okay, I'm also going to look up his wife. (laughs) Oh, poor Helen. Oh my gosh. Okay, so a lot of confusion. Oh my god, that's so funny. We were talking about just two different shows. I'm just like, yeah, The Watcher. And you're like, yeah, The Witcher. Yeah, no, all right. (laughs) Amazing. Well, yeah, that's the story of John List, the family annihilator. That is one of my favorite cases. Because if you remember, so he was having these financial issues, right? Yes. Do you remember what burned down with the house? Uh-huh. The, the Tiffany, Tiffany skylight that was worth $100,000. He could have sold the home and he, made hella money. He could have sold the skylight. Just, just the skylight. And they could have remained in their home together. Do you know when he died? John Email List died on March 28, 2008. Rest in hell. How long was he in prison? Not long enough. No, not near long enough. Oh... Um, he was at large for 17 years, six months, and 23 days. Oh, yes. The, yeah. Yep. And he was apprehended June 1st of 1989. So, 1990 to 2008. So, 18 years, not long enough. He killed his mother. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just can't. Does that qualify as matricide? No, this isn't your matricide episode. Well, no. <laughs> but yes, that's matricide. Killed your mama. 
Okay. Well, we will move on to my case. I'm ready for it. Okay. So mine is about Kay Mortensen. He was born on July 6, 1939 to Sherman and Roxy Mortensen in Utah. He had four siblings. He grew up helping his father on the farm. He loved farming, land, farming equipment, raising livestock, all that go into that. Is he going to kill someone with farming equipment? No. He, oh, okay. He's the victim. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he enjoyed you said, you said it, it. You just like had this look on your face. And no. I was just like, oh, no. No, no. Okay, great, 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 great. I'm here. I'm listening. Okay. So his love for land uh, continued into his adult life. His second wife called him a survivalist. Okay. He graduated from Snow College, graduated from Utah State University, and University of Utah, where he finally earned his PhD. Did you say Snow College? Yeah. I've never heard of that. That's cool. He worked at um, Brigham Young University for 37 years before he retired, where wow. he taught courses in manufacturing design, engineering technology, and mechanical engineering. Wow. So he's a smart, smart man. Cookie. Yeah. Yes. Um, he married Hermona Anderson. They had four kids, Roger, Julie, Janet, and Paul. Mm. He later married Darla Jones. They spent... 18 months on a mission for LSD Church at um, Cove Fort Historical Site in Utah. Provo Mission. It was called the Provo Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, they were released from their service, and unfortunately, just three weeks later, he was murdered on November 16th, 2009. What? Yes. So, on November 16th, police received a 911 call from Kay's daughter-in-law stating Kay was dead, and they needed police. The police show up and take... Pam and Roger, Roger is his eldest son, to okay. the police station for an interview. Once at the police station for interviewing, Pam and Roger give a banana's tail. Let me tell you about this, okay? They state that they went to deliver a pie to Kay. When they got there, a young man answered the door and told them to come on in. Pam recalled walking past, and when she turned around, the man had a gun pointed at her. As they looked, they saw another man walking down the stairs, holding a wad of zip ties. They told them, wrong place, wrong time. They tied them up and told them because they saw their faces, they had to die. Pam said she was comforted by a picture of Jesus in Kay's living room. She felt she wasn't alone. Roger began saying a prayer out loud, and when the men came back into the room, Pam nudged him and told him to stop. The men told him it was fine to continue. Roger finished his prayer, and the men told him they'd made a decision. They were going to let them live. Because he was... Because he was praying. Sure. Okay? But they couldn't tell anyone what they saw. They needed to tell the police it was three black men instead of two white men. Stated... Go ahead. I was going to say, this belongs in a Facebook group that I'm in called, On the List of Things That Happened, This Never Happened. (laughs) They needed to tell them, please, it was three black men instead of two white men. They told them they would kill them if they ever heard anything different. They took pictures of Roger's license and left. Oh, my God. Like, okay, so you have my address now. I That is scary. It took a little bit of time for Roger and Kay to get out of the zip ties, but once Roger was out, he went upstairs and Pam called 911. Roger found Kay with his throat slit, stabbed multiple times, bent oh, over the side of a bathtub. Fuck. Pam claimed she was hesitant to describe the attackers on the 911 call because of the threat that they 
gave both her and Roger. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Someone took a picture of my license and said if they know something, I would be hesitant to say the stuff I needed to. Yeah. Roger I'd be afraid of my life. For your life? Yep. <laughs> I'd be afraid for my life. There you go. Roger stated he knew he had to tell the truth to assist the police in catching his father's murders. When answering police's questions, they didn't give the same answers. Let me give you some examples. Yeah, one of them stated the murderers had blue gloves. The other stated that he had purple gloves. One of them stated they had medical gloves. One of them said they had women's winter gloves. Oh, God. Police found it hard to believe anything that they were saying. I wonder why. Or believe their story. You can't blame them. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? None of this matches. And it was extremely personal, the way that he was murdered. Roger tried to give the name of people he thought it could be, saying it could have been Mike Kipp. Because he had lunch to discuss guns with his father. And he owed... <laughs> stated he owed Kay some money. Kay was holding his guns in his bunker. Guns were taken from the bunker. Kay had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of guns as a survivalist. He also had a bunker full of water, food, everything else. But the only uh, guns that were taken were the guns from the bunker. Okay. And those were the cheap guns. Great. Okay. Those so, are obviously the ones you want. Yeah. So they pulled Mike in and were able to quickly verify his alibi. It okay. obviously wasn't him. Um, they found it weird. All K's expensive guns, like I said, were still in his home and the cheap ones were missing. They thought it was for sure Pam and Roger and they were liar, liar, pants is on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're just flames. Grab your s'mores, kids. Well, they did a polygraph, which... What do I say about polygraphs? Uh, Don't ever fucking do one. But they did. And guess what? They're not reliable in a court of law anyway. However, do not give them anything to start to say there's a reason to suspect you. Yep. Well, Roger came back with results saying he lied. (laughs) And Pam was so jumpy she couldn't even finish. (laughs) Oh, no. Police had no other evidence. (laughs) So... I told you that Kay married Darla. That was his second wife. Yeah. She was gone for the day. She came back. She got to the bottom of the mountain of where they lived. And the police down there would not let her go back home. She was terrified. Mm. She thought Kay had shot someone who had broken into their home. Mm. Because he was so adamant about gun, his guns protecting him and yeah. his family. Yeah. So she could not imagine how he could have died. Yeah. Because... Yeah, she's like, what do you mean? That's his... He would kill someone. Yeah. He would have to trust someone to let them into his home. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, so... And Darla didn't believe that it could have been Roger or Pam. Okay. She didn't. For a long time, she was adamant that they were innocent. But then she listened to the statements, as did one of Roger's sisters. And with the inconsistencies, they thought they had to have done it. They couldn't, they couldn't deny it anymore. Police were given a couple tips. One of them was a woman stating she believed her husband did it. Another was, um, a woman stating that she knew the man who did it and gave the police an address that they were able to follow up. They went in to a meth den with a woman who stated she had a dream. She described being outside of a room, sitting next to a woman sobbing, said in the room next to her, three or four men, one related to the person crying, were killing another man. Police did a photo lineup and she pointed at Roger. They took her to the house and she described the murder 
and again named Roger. Police were telling the family everything. They grew to distrust Roger. Prosecutors took it to grand jury, a private grand jury. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. It's private grand jury. It's where no one is able to defend themselves. They don't have a defense. They don't have a defense attorney. They don't, the people don't even know that they're on trial. Okay. So they took it to a grand jury and they decided there was enough evidence to arrest Roger and Pam. Um, they couldn't hmm. keep them there, but just to do the arrest, they then had to put them on trial, but the grand jury to arrest them, they had no say in. So interesting. I know it was interesting. Yeah. Um, so they arrested, uh, Roger and Pam and charged them with Kay's murder. They were arrested eight months after the murder of Kay. They were in jail for four months until a phone call came into the police station. A woman named Rachel Bingham called in stating her ex-husband, Martin Bong, and his friend, Benjamin Reddick, went to Case to steal his guns. Martin Bong? Yeah. What a great name. I know. Her ex told her, that the, told her the whole story, stating Martin's dad and Kay were friends. The crazy story was fucking true. No. Yes, it was fucking true. They went there, and they held... They, they came, went inside to talk to Kay, and they murdered him. They then, as they were leaving, Kay's son and daughter-in-law pull up with a pie, trying to bring it to Kay. They let them in and then hold them hostage. And then after their prayer, let them go, say that they're going to leave, and leave the fucking residence after stealing guns and murdering Kay. Kay what? let them in the house because he knew their father. Oh my god, what the f- It was fucking true! Dude, don't bonkers. trust anyone. The woman don't trust anyone. Yeah, the woman was sobbing, saying that she saw that two innocent people were going to be going to jail for something her ex-husband had confirmed he had done. The, mm. yes, it's, when Roger and Pam were trying to get attorneys, Pam's family offered to get her an attorney. Roger's family refused to assist him. Oh, my God. Because they believed that he was Kay's murderer. Yeah. I mean, the wedge in that... information they had... I mean, the wedge in that family, though. Yeah. That will never be healed. Never. that's, That's crazy. That's a lot to, like, digest and take in and try to understand. And even when you have the facts, they're so bonkers bananas that, like... Yeah, so... Ben, it's hard to believe. 24-year-old Ben Reddick took a plea deal in 2011 for 25 years to life in prison for two counts aggravated murder and aggravated kidnapping. Oh my gosh. He tried to pull back his guilty plea in 2017, stating his lawyer didn't explain it to him. The Utah Supreme Court rejected his bid to withdraw his plea. What do you mean didn't understand the plea? I guess he didn't understand that he was pleading guilty. I don't... He's an idiot. People are stupid. I mean, yeah, I feel like anytime, if you take a plea deal, you're saying you did it, however, you'll admit it so you get less time. Like, that's kind of always how that's worked. Yep. Reddick then went on trial against Martin Bond, who is the ex, or, sorry, is it Bond or Bong? Man, I hope it's Bong. I may have misquoted. Oh, no. 
Ho, please. Does he not have the coolest name in the whole wide world? He may not. Um, Bond. Fuck. It's Martin Bond. I'm so sorry to... Whatever. It's all right. like that. Yeah, my heart. It's drooping a little bit, but it'll be revived by a good nap. Trudy, I feel you. So, (laughs) 25-year-old Martin Bond um, in 2013 was found guilty, sentenced to life in prison for murder, as well as kidnapping of Roger and Pam. Interesting. So, tell me the truth. Would you have thought someone else could have done it? Or would you have 100% gone with Roger and Pam forever? I would have thought Roger and Pam. Okay, so here's about the lie detector tests. Roger had a brain injury when he was young. Technically, they shouldn't have even given him that. He was living on disability. Like, he he wasn't capable of working. He didn't have the mental capacity to be able to take a lie detector test and it be valid. And Pam, I mean, she was probably anxious as fuck. She, um, yeah, they're trying to frame her for murder. I mean, she 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 saw a, her dead father-in-law hanging over the side of a bathtub. Yeah. With blood draining out into the tub. Oh, fuck. Trigger warning. Yeah. Well, after the fact there. But it's just, I mean, I would be jumpy as fuck, too. Yeah. Well, and I feel like we hear so many cases where, like... Someone who's innocent gets convicted because the police have an idea in their head of how it's supposed to go. And so instead of looking for evidence and figuring out how the crime was committed. Yeah. Instead of like following evidence, they're just like, oh, well, this person does fit with this one thing. And so, yeah, it's okay that these other things are a little outside the normal, but like they definitely did it. I mean, even the prosecutor apologized, but, I mean, it's too late. You First of all, they were in jail for four months. Yeah. Second of all, their family is destroyed because of this. They'll yeah. never come back. Yeah. They, they refused to get him a lawyer. Oh, God, yeah, that's so heartbreaking. And they said it was due to financial issues that he that they murdered Kay, because Kay had, had some money. Right. He was well off. He was frugal, so he saved, but... Yeah. yeah. They were That's like so sad. The reason that we stopped having bills on our counter is cuz we went with e statements. So <laughs> their their evidence was kind of shitty. <laughs> cuz they were like they were having obvious bill issues because you no longer found any coupons. They didn't have coupons anymore. And they're like we started paying shit online and we started getting e statements. Yeah. Like, so we didn't need coupons anymore. So yeah. They were there, but our bills were paid. Yeah. Their evidence was shit. That's so crazy. Yeah. So it was I crazy. Yeah. Where do you find these cases? Like, I don't even know where to start looking half the time. From now, I've been going from like, oh, yeah, this is something I remember and I really want to talk about. And you just keep coming up with like bananas things I've never heard of. I don't know. I look for crazy shit online. What do you Google? This was on Dateline. Oh, yeah. Dateline's a this good This one source. was Dateline. Um, the one with Dora. Mm-hmm. I Googled fortune teller. You just Googled <laughs> fortune teller. Fortune teller murder. Okay. <laughs> um, I just look up random shit that I'm like, you know what would be cool? A fortune teller with murder involved. I mean, you're not and wrong. And then I do it. 
I need to make a list. Um, I have several topics to tell you about that um, Lisa has asked that we cover. Yes, our next one will be a Christmas theme. Yep. And then the one after that will be a New Year's theme. Yeah. And then after that... We don't know yet. We don't know. Yeah. But those two are set in stone because we're going to follow the holidays. Yes. We're festive with our murders. (laughs) (laughs) Let's really get into the holiday spirit with some homicide. Yeah. And milk and cookies. All right. You want to go get a drink? Yes. Let's grab a drink and we'll come back for some chitty chatty. Sounds good. All right. Before we come back from our break, Dad, if you are listening, I know you're on your walk. Please just stop listening after this point. You'll hear things that you don't want to. Um, You're listening at your own risk at this point. Mom, if you're listening, also just turn it off. So the story I'm going to tell you yeah. is real life. Yes. But it's bonkers to me. Um, a friend of mine dropped her son off at school today. And when she did it, she went to go sign him in, which you have to do at school and daycare and shit. She looks over and she sees a woman trying to get into a separate building. She doesn't think anything of it. She just takes her son in literally 45 seconds to a minute, goes out to her car, jumps in her car, drives away. She gets a few blocks down the road. And she feels like someone is staring at her. Well, she looks in the back seat. There's a woman (laughs) sitting in the back seat of her goddamn car. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. And the woman says in the calmest, most creepy fucking voice, It's okay, honey. Keep driving. You will be okay. Just keep driving. (laughs) No. Yeah. No. So she slams on her brakes and forces the woman out of the car. She ran into a nearby business and called the police. And she's like, look, I can't stay. I just started my new job. Like, I need to go. Here's my phone number. As she's sobbing, because obviously she just forced a woman out of her fucking car. Yeah. That her son was just Just in. Yes. Like, terrifying. We were talking about if her son had been in the car when that woman got in the car, what she would have done. And she goes... Look, I'll be real. She was hefty. <laughs> I'm a big girl, but not that big. Yeah, like, I can't handle that woman. Yeah. So she went to work. She got a call from the police officers later. The woman was found at a local grocery store causing issues at the fucking grocery store. So as the police are talking to her, the police officer's like, actually, I'll have to call you back. She's causing trouble with the other officer. Yeah, like... Not officially resisting arrest, but interfering with official protocol, I think, is what the charge ended up being. Sorry about the dogs, everyone. We let them out. So, yeah, a woman was just chilling in the backseat of her car. And this person is so, like, they love true crime. They are so cautious about everything. And they were like, this is the one time I didn't look because I was in a rush. Like, the one time. She has the worst luck. (laughs) i mean i'm just saying yeah i don't know what i would do but the fact that she like she pulled in the middle of the road like parked jumped out of her car screaming at this woman to get out of her car running into a nearby building to have them call the police like just totally panicked yeah i can't bananas but that woman is in custody now she is yeah so thank god for that that was her day today and then Another friend of mine posted on Facebook a really, 
funny incident that she had today with her youngest child. You ready for this? I can't wait. I don't know this story. No. So, youngest daughter, reminding me for the gazillionth time this hour that we're going to make lemonade today as she walks down the hall. Me. Yes, I know. Just give me a minute. Then faces her oldest daughter and says, gosh, she's like a dog with a bone. Youngest daughter from down the hall. I heard that. You said a dog in a butthole. (laughs) (laughs) She's like a dog in a butthole. (laughs) Oh my God. Kids are fucking hilarious. Oh my God. They say the craziest stuff. They do. Yeah. They really do. So we had talked previously. Actually, we did not talk about it. But in our show notes, we mentioned um, that the language used is too much according to our grandmothers. Uh Uh-huh. So, Samantha, you want to talk about... Yeah, so I called one of my grandmas today and was just, you know, talking to her about general life stuff. Just saying hi, haven't talked to her in a few weeks. And then I'm, you know, excited to share this with her. And I go, hey, did dad tell you that I started a podcast? And she goes, yeah, about that. And proceeds to tell me that... So I've only shared one picture of the podcast on my personal Facebook page because I don't want it to get too spammy. Like I'm, I'm proud of what we're doing and I'm excited about it, but I'm trying not to like shove it down people's throats, like, you know, and not be annoying. But in any case, I posted one picture and it's from our one episode title that has a curse word in it. And my grandma told me that she unfriended me on Facebook because Mm. of the language that was in A picture, not something she had to hear, just a word that she saw on a screen. She told me she unfriended me. My grandma can't even use Facebook. I mean, neither can mine because she didn't unfriend me. She unfollowed me, but she told me she unfriended me. (laughs) Well, in her mind, it's the same thing. It's the same. I just could not believe that she told, like, she could have, number one, just said, yes, he told me. Or, like, I just feel like there were so many other options rather than just ignoring it and moving on but also i think i have a new therapy topic you do my grandma unfriended me because i used the f word yeah uh in text me and my grandma used to play cards together yeah i get real competitive shit gets real Mm -hmm. and i don't know how to edit myself (laughs) so you yelled at your grandma well, not at her, but I yelled fuck quite a bit while we were playing. She called me a stripper one time. And were you stripping? No, I was losing it, or I was beating her at a card game. Oh! <laughs> well, Grandma, that's, I mean. She's dead nope. now. I don't know how to come back from that. Because <laughs> I was just going to say that there should be no shame to dancers, and then it went to Grandma's dead, and so I lost all of it. You did, but there is mm-hmm. no shame to erotic dancers or sex workers for that matter fuck that sex work is work it is so samantha got unfriended by her grandma yep it's been a cool week friend had someone jump in her vehicle yeah what in the world another friend's kid thinks that she's talking about dogs being in buttholes yep (laughs) but let's have an episode where we play that game friend or foe friend or foe it's back everyone let's do it excited all right are you ready for me (laughs) <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> that's a good one um what is my guilty pleasure it's a great british baking show or reading so i don't think of that as like a guilty pleasure my guilty pleasure is eating ice cream straight out of the tub oh I, yeah that makes sense i got that okay. feels good yep your turn 
At what age did I break into a parent's liquor cabinet? Never. You're a princess. Not true. Really? Really. That's crazy because I never broke into my parents. So it wasn't my parents' liquor cabinet. My parents didn't have a liquor. A liquor cabinet is not something I felt like we were rich enough to have. Like, okay, you know what? Actually, Valley, because I never broke into my own, but I did break into my friend's mom's. Yeah, so I was staying at a friend's house, and I will not include her name so that, you know, privacy and all that. But we were staying at her place, and I don't know whose it was, a parent's, whatever, but it was like blackberry whiskey, I think. Oh, no, whoa. blackberry scotch, because I remember thinking scotch, butter, butterscotch, it's going to be good, right? Like blackberry and butterscotch. Sure, that sounds disgusting, but it's not blackberry scotch. <laughs> and Yucky. that's disgusting. Yucky. It that's was grown up. so bad. Okay. What is my favorite sport to watch? Basketball. Gymnastics. What kind of sport? Olympics or, or otherwise? Otherwise. And actually Olympics, it would be figure skating. But in, but if it were summer games. Okay, gymnastics. Right. Regular so I only sport. chose for summer games. If I would have chose winter, I would have said figure skating. Okay, but regular, real, every day. I just don't think you care that much about sports. I don't care, but if I had to watch. Baseball? Yes. That's so fucking boring. I prefer baseball to any other sport. Watching it, let me clarify. Mm-hmm. Watching it live, I yeah. prefer baseball. Watching it on TV, I prefer football. Okay. Football live to me is boring. It's yeah. Crazy. I mean, yeah, because when you're there, you want it to keep going and you don't, I mean, yes, they have commercials or whatever, but whatever. Yeah. It's not as fun. No. If a movie were being made about my life, which actor would I choose to play me? Oh, that's a good one. I already know. It's pretty obscure. <laughs> um, I would actually probably think the woman who played Harley Quinn. I can totally see her playing Margot me. Robbie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, well, I love you. Okay, but who do you think? Vanessa Kirby. She plays um, Princess Margaret in season one and two of The Crown. Oh, yeah. You did yeah. tell me that. Yes. And I forgot. Yeah. Well, she's stunning, so I choose her. Okay. Not that Margot Robbie's not, my God. <laughs> okay. What swear word do I use the most? Fuck. Yep. You're not wrong there. Yeah. What do I refuse to eat? I know this. You do, because it's the answer to another question, but the answer's about you. Mushrooms? No. What do you refuse to eat? Your fucking peanut butter oh. and... Peanut butter and mayonnaise. Yeah. No. Whatever. Although, I will say, um, I told Lisa about, well, not I told, but Lisa listened to that and then messaged me to tell me how gross and weird I am with my um, peanut butter sandwiches dipped into chicken noodle soup, which I think is delightful. You know what I love? Grilled cheese dipped in hot chocolate. Oh, yeah, you do. So good. I'm interested in trying that. It's really good. Yeah. That's from my childhood. Yeah. Okay. I'm intrigued. Oh, you may not know this. What part of the body am I most attracted to? What do I notice first? Lips. Oh, see, I do love lips. You've been talking about them a lot lately. Yeah, but also booty. Booty. Yeah, you do love a good booty. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man or woman. I don't care. Butt's butt. Yeah. Do I prefer mayo or Miracle Whip? Mayo. Miracle Whip. I mean, that is the only thing you have in your fucking <laughs> in your refrigerator right, right? now. So yeah. you think, only reason you have 
mayo is because I brought it for the suddenly salad. Yeah. Because I use Miracle Whip in my suddenly salad. Oh, yeah. It's okay. got a nice tang I, to it. I should have known that. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I don't mind mayonnaise. I worked at a sandwich shop for many years, so I like some regular mayo also. Oh. However, Miracle Whip is what I was raised on, so Miracle Whip is what I continue to stock. Okay. How often have I thrown up in public from drinking too much? Oh, man. Can you even count how many times? What's your guess? Thirteen. Never. Never? I've never puked from drinking too much in public or at home. What? Yes. I'm not a puker. Oh, actually, I take that back. One time I did. Was it in public? No, it was at home. Oh, so I'm but still But it was red. Off. But it was red because it was like um, those strawberry daiquiri Jungle things. Juice? Oh. Nope. Those strawberry da- daiquiri things. Yeah. And I drank too many of them. And when I puked, um, I also like passed out and Peter thought it was blood. Oh my God. <laughs> so. I mean, I get it. That's probably the first thing because he's probably also drunk at that point. So he just sees red liquid laying was... down person he's like dead <laughs> <laughs> she's dead yeah i'm okay. so screwed <laughs> okay how did i first start earning money babysitting oh fuck yeah that is right i was thinking of my first like actual job where i like clocked in or whatever oh what was that detasseling oh yeah that's most Midwesterns. Yeah. <laughs> job. Oh, good money got back great then. cuts all over my hand, waking up at 5 a.m. to catch a bus. Oh, my God. Blisters all over my body. Having to use that yeah. yellow gel stuff to stop the itch. Yeah. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Um, No. Oh. But I'm, I just would get covered in aloe. Oh, no. I had yellow stuff that we used. Yeah. But, no, one day I wore... Um, I don't even think it was shorts. I think I wore like capris and I had scars. Okay. So I did this when I was 14. I still had scars on my shins when I graduated high school. That's intense. Yeah. I don't feel like I have the scars anymore, but no, I don't. But they were just like light little lines that went outward because of the stalks cutting me for an entire day while I wore capris. That was dumb. It was very dumb. But yeah. it was just so fucking hot, hot that summer. I was like, I just need a little bit of air. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I gotta make a sacrifice. But it was the wrong sacrifice. Four years of scars. Four years. If I could have any band play at my next birthday party or artist, which band or artist would I choose? I'm gonna say two different ones. Okay. Because part of me wants to say Jelly Roll. That would be the correct answer. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I love was Jelly like, Roll. <laughs> okay, I was like, I think it's Jelly Roll, but then I was also gonna... Who sings all those songs that Jackson likes so much? <laughs> Joyner Lucas? Yes. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a great parent. That would have been my <laughs> second one. Yes, um, I prefer Jelly Roll. I'm obsessed okay. with him. Awesome. I love his music. Okay. Good. I'm so happy for you. What do I wear when I sleep? Your underwear and a t-shirt. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Usually it's a tank top. No bra. No. No bra. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, they do don't I... need a cage. <laughs> Let them free. Right? They're in captivity long enough. Do I believe in alternative medicine? Oh. Like, I feel like it's a yes and a no. You would be correct. Yeah. I use homeopathic medicine for my child. Yeah. But. For you. Real. I'm Science, a, pharmaceutical, I'm a, expensive medicine. I'm going to need some fucking dopamine, please. <laughs> yeah, well, i take some of that sertraline. Yes. Okay. Me too. Actually, I don't take sertraline anymore. 
Oh yeah, you don't. You switched. I did. And you've been really liking that, right? I mean, I'm still weaning off and wean and sure. weaning on. Yeah. Weaning Titrating on. down. I don't know. I don't know. That's what my old psych called it. Was like to titrate down, and I was like, "Why don't you just say like trickle down or reduce the dosage?" Like, because she's ain't- fancy. She thought so, but that's weird that she just couldn't show up for appointments. It's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine and cool and normal. Okay, your turn. All right, Sarah. What? How would others describe my driving? Aggressive as fuck. <laughs> also, throw in some road rage. Well, sometimes people drive like dumbasses, and it makes me real angry. It does. Like, you get... <laughs> exceptionally angry actually i wish that i could see you and pj in a car stuck in the middle of like we literally dallas traffic yeah and just watch you too i think i would pee my pants laughing (laughs) no actually i recently got some perspective on um anger and i shared it with bj and we've been talking this week about how like it's totally shifted our perception of like when road rage is necessary and when it never shut up we're working (laughs) on it we're working on it It, you two make me feel like the chillest i am pretty chill actually you are really fucking chill (laughs) i'm chill when i'm not driving my car that is very expensive and they better not fucking hit ma'am you hit my car (laughs) that was one time That was such a bad afternoon. <laughs> it was so funny, though, because you're like, hey, first, can you close my garage door? Also, yeah. second, I hit your car. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was devastated because I laughed. You and BJ had bought me a massage. And oh, I yeah. had booked that massage for that afternoon. And then something happened. You were running late. Yeah, something happened and I was running late. I think a meeting at work ran over and I could not get out of it. By the time I went to go leave, like, I had no time for anything. We discovered earlier in the day that my garage door openers didn't work. So I had to, like, call Sarah and be like, hey, can you close my garage for me? But I was getting ready to, like, call her. And so I'm backing out of a two-stall garage. I park as far to the right as feels possible and at the time, the car was, the car in my driveway, Sarah's car was, like, right on the middle line. Like, it was not over too far, but also, I did not have room to spare. So. Your depth perception was a little off. It was. I fucked up. My mirror hit the side of Sarah's car and dented it, and I just sat there and looked at it and was like, well, can't fucking change that now so i was like there's nothing i can do to fix it no she's not going anywhere because she still has to work and we're having dinner tonight so the car's not gonna move so i left and went to my massage <laughs> you really needed it by then. <laughs> i had had so much fucking stress you go worked on. yourself like, up so much over that i did yeah okay. but yeah long story sorry no it's fine it's hilarious <laughs> i mean Maybe not to you. For some reason, it really upset you, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. It's funny now. When I was a child, what did I say I wanted to be when I grew up? (gasps) Oh, my God. I've told you this. I know you have, and I'm probably going to disappoint you here. It was funny, because I said it wrong. 
Oh, fuck. Well, I was going to say a teacher. Oh, I did want to be a teacher, but that was as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Veterinarian? Yes, but I said vegetarian. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know why it's embarrassing that I didn't know that? Why? I also wanted to be a veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> just, just remember, we wanted to be the same thing. I wanted to. But I, you wanted to be a vegetarian. I wanted to be a vegetarian. <laughs> My stepdad used to die laughing. He's like, what do you want to be? I'd be like, a vegetarian. And he's like. (laughs) (laughs) And what's that do? Take care of the animals. I mean, yeah, that's like when Jackson started school this year. And I asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, a human doctor. (laughs) (laughs) At least he doesn't want to be a robot doctor. Yeah, he wanted to be a human doctor. He wants to stay a real boy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, your turn. Okay, let's hear this. What word do I commonly use for vagina? Vagina. No. You don't say the pussy, do you? I like, yeah, pussy. Really? Yeah. It's very rare that I hear you say that. I mean, yeah, we're not usually talking about them. No. Like, by their name. No. I don't know what I call it, though. I don't know. Now I'm trying to think. Like, if you were talking in sexual terms, I would say you say pussy. Yeah. I would assume that would be the case. Yes. I don't know. For, for it's the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You went too far. Did I? <laughs> no. Uh, I was like, what's too far? There is no such thing. Would I prefer to live in LA or NYC? LA. Yes. Chiller. Yeah. I enjoy me some chillness. Yeah. What year did I graduate from high school? This oh. should be easy. Okay. Uh, 2006. No. 2005. Yes. I was close. Yeah. What year did you graduate? 2010? 2011. That's oh. what I said. 2006. Oh, fuck. It's because our birthdays are opposite ends of the year. Yes. That's stupid. I started after. Yeah. Yeah. That's dumb. That's hilarious, though. That- <laughs> <laughs> We're both a year off because we're like, I can subtract or add five. I know how to do math. Yeah. I'm a smart lady. Yeah. Okay. How many times have I TP'd a house? Twice. I don't know if I ever have. Okay. And if I did, I did it when I was a kid. And yeah. I don't remember. Um, I only went TPing, I think twice. Like once on like the official like TP night and then once I feel like my... I'm sorry. What's an official TP night? Like, everyone goes TPing that night. Where is Like, the night before homecoming, or the night after the homecoming game, or whatever. I don't remember. It was always tied to homecoming. Oh. But, like, everyone was out TPing that night. I don't know if my town had that. What? Oh, my God, yeah. No, it was, like, this thing. Like, are you going out for TP night? And, like, your parents, like, you know. Um, I remember on National Skip Day, or not National Skip Day. Yeah, it was national. I heard about it. Senior skip day, me and my best friend went to school, realized there were no other <laughs> no other seniors there. So we turned around and left. So did no one tell you it was going to be senior skip day? Uh, I d- they may have, and we didn't acknowledge, but sure. we showed up. Oh my God. Then we turned around and left real fast. Yeah, you're like, And um, then no. our principal brought every single senior that skipped that day into the office and we were like mm, but our parents called this out so sucks to suck bro nothing you can do about it yeah we said that we went to the st patty's day fair because we were catholic irish <laughs> <laughs> what 
world are you Irish Catholic? In none. I'm through through German. And yeah. <laughs> and Native American. Yeah. So home. Oh my gosh. Oh, and Swedish, I believe. I don't know. I'll get the DNA test back. Yeah. I still haven't sent it. <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. Couple more questions. Yeah. Which app do I spend the most time on? Your stupid bubble game. Not bubble game, but like <laughs> the Property Brothers or whatever you're playing. Okay, I don't think that's my most used app, but to keep myself honest, I'll see what my phone says it is. It's texts. Oh. By far. Yeah. I feel like we've asked this one before because you were correct on mine. Your most used app? Yeah. What did I say it was? Kindle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tried to put I tried to put a daily four-hour limit on there, but every time it reminds me, I say ignore limit, so. How often do you get that reminder, Sarah? At least three times a week. Love that for you. I need to read more. Like, I, I really love reading. To. I love reading. Yeah. I've had, like, a block when it comes to it. I don't know. Um, I'm smut books galore. Yeah. I'm... I feel like for the longest time, I was very focused on, like, what I'm reading has to matter in some way. Like, it felt like it had to be worthy. Like, I had to need to read it. Oh, yeah. I need to read smut. (laughs) Well, yeah. And see, I enjoy that type of book. And I just, I don't know. I wouldn't check those out. I wouldn't, like, mark them as reading on Goodreads. Because I'm like, oh, my God, what will people think? And I'm finally at the point where I'm like, give a fuck what you think i review them on goodreads yeah i'm like you know what this worth your time this one no her grammar was atrocious oh my god that's so important to know like that's completely ruins a whole book yeah even smut has to have a good plot yeah which by the way you need to read ava hush's new book i'm not kidding yes no i started it it has great context great grammar it's really fucking good yeah i started it um i like but there was no way to like pre-order it or whatever i don't think but whatever i got it like the day it came out i've read a few pages in but again i have like a reading block like i make like two minutes of time for it at the end of the night and i pass out oh it's so good i know i want to get i know because i want to talk to you about a part of it (sighs) okay i'm serious okay yeah no i know you're serious yes i am what gift would I like on a first date? No gift on a first date. No, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> when I, I read like, that oh, question, the answer I was like, is no gift. No, that's odd. I would be like, why do you have things? Why get yeah. take your things? Yeah. I don't know how I got both of these cards, but what word do I commonly use for penis? Dick. Or cock. I do prefer cock. Cock in a sexual contest, dick in regular language. Yes. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. Yeah, but, like, they have to earn cock, you know? Like, not every dick is a cock. Interesting. If I want a free trip to anywhere in the world, where would I go? Italy. Ireland. Yeah, that's fair. I'm obsessed with Ireland. I just said Italy because I want to go to Italy. You are going to Italy. I know. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yep, mine would be Ireland or um, Germany. Just so beautiful. Yeah. What other languages can I speak? Fluently, none. But Spanish. Correct. Yep. And some French. Yeah. So, am I correct? Yes, you are. Okay. Those are the only ones that I would claim any knowledge in. Yeah, I'm fairly competent at Spanish. I read it much better. Than you speak it? Yeah, I get more used to it. Like, um, I've been on vacation to Mexico just once, but like, 
by the end of the first day, I was putting sentences together that like I wouldn't have been able to do the week before just because like I'm hearing it more. And so I'm understanding and remembering little things. And so I get better when I'm immersed. Hmm. I failed Spanish. So I took all four years and I took the equivalent of two years in college. Hmm. Once again, failed first year, never went back. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like my best friend did really well at Spanish and we studied together. And so like, I feel like she really helped me learn. That was Emily. Oh yeah. Yeah. So does she still, well, her daughter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is bilingual. Yes. Yeah. So she does. She still speaks it with her. It's like some days she doesn't want eggs, but she does want huevos. And they're the same fucking thing. (laughs) But she'll say no to eggs for breakfast. She wants huevos instead. (laughs) That makes her my fucking hero. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, no, I don't want that. I want this other thing. And Emily's like, is it about the preparation? So, like, she'll ask, you know, her dad, be like, how do you make eggs for her in the morning? Like, if you make her huevos, what are you putting in the pan? Like, is there cheese, you know? Nope, same thing. Yeah, it's like the same thing. It's just children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Jackson's life is ruined if he used the wrong fucking straw in his cup, so. I mean, he's a small child. This makes sense. I mean, yes. He doesn't complain no. when I make him He doesn't a cup. complain much. I'm just making No, he doesn't. He did when he was younger, though. Yeah. He threw a tantrum over what cup I put his Teddy Grahams in, and I remember thinking, what is happening with my life right now? Yeah. I mean, I've heard they bitch about that, though. That's stupid. Get it together. <laughs> Get it together. Do you know what real problems are? Not this. If I could have either a free housekeeper or a personal chef for the rest of my life, which would I choose? Housekeeper. For sure. Yeah. My husband can be my personal chef. <laughs> Right? Yeah, he likes cooking. And he's really good at it. Yeah. If I could be a contestant on any game show, which one would I choose? Ooh. The Price is Right. Oh, that is a good one. However, no. What? My ideal is Family Feud. (gasps) That's a great one. I want to be on Family Feud so fucking bad. I've told my family a lot. What do you think I would want to be on? My first one that came to mind. Not that one. Wheel of Fortune. No, I do not feel like I'm intelligent enough for Wheel of Goddamn Fortune. <laughs> really? With all of your reading, I would think you would be. I would probably do fine. But, no, I want to be on the newlywed game to see how well BJ knows me. Oh, fuck! <laughs> that would be so much fun. Yeah, I totally would support that. That would be hilarious. Yeah, and as a part of your thruple, I would love to also be able to answer <laughs> and prove to him that I'm your real soulmate. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. When you were at the Cracker Barrel... <laughs> okay. <laughs> So when you were at Cracker Barrel, he called me and asked me if I wanted these socks with these grippies on the bottom because they were Harry Potter. I and was like, no. He asked me in the store before he called you. Yes. And I answered and I'm like, no, I would never wear those. I hate my feet confined. I hate my feet hot. It makes me feel claustrophobic. Yep. I would never wear those. And he's like, but they're Harry Potter. I was like, doesn't change my answer. No. Then and comes- I basically verbatim told him that whole fucking thing before he called her. Well, then he comes out to the car and he's like, um, excuse me, but next time could you just do it so I wouldn't be wrong <laughs> to Samantha about my wife? And, I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, no, because I wouldn't wear those. Yeah. And I was like, he looked at me like I was wrong. And I was like, no, I promise you. Because he's like, but they're Harry Potter. Like, to I me. Love- and I was like... I understand, however, she hates socks. She doesn't care what's on it. She hates socks. 
And they were thick socks. They were. That. They were. I bought them for me. I love them. I know. That's they're, even worse. It's thick. Oh, well, my feet are crunchy. They're like slippers. They're like really thin slippers. And they have grippies on the bottom. And I have a lot of wood floors. And also, I've been running around a lot with lavender. Like, in the house. Because, you know, outside has sometimes been cold. <laughs> and wet. <laughs> and wet. Yeah, wet is the main thing. It's been raining for forever. In any case, um, I wanted the grippies and I wanted the little slipper socks and I got them and he wanted to buy them for you. And I was like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And he did not believe me. But yeah, so if you guys play the newlywed game, I'd love to attend and also participate. (laughs) And also tell my husband what he's wrong. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be really fucking funny. Uh, What was the first concert I ever saw? Oh, fuck. I have no idea. No. Um, Modest Mouse. (laughs) No. Dead mouse. Shelly Wright. <laughs> <laughs> and I went with my, my grandma, my cousins, two cousins, and my brother. Did I you? love single white female. Yeah. Who doesn't? It's, it's a great classic. song. <laughs> All right. What's your last question, ma'am? Would I prefer a beach house or a house in the mountains? House in the mountains. Oh, wait. That's myself. <laughs> <laughs> A beach house, probably, actually. You like warmer climate. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, I would love to have a cabin in the woods, like, in the middle of nowhere, though. Have you seen the movie Cabin? You don't like horror movies. Correct. You should watch Cabin in the Woods. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Doom Crew Podcast. We now have a Patreon. You can find us as The Doom Crew Podcast. We have three different levels. All right, for $1 per month, you can participate on the manslaughter level, and at that level, you get to participate in polls that help determine future content. We also have level two, which is $3 per month, and that's our second degree murder level. So you're going to get to participate in those polls still, but you can also ask us personal questions that we answer on air, and we will read your name out loud on our podcast. Level three is $5 a month. That is our first degree murder level. On top of all of the incredible benefits I already told you, you'll get to join us for a monthly Zoom call. We appreciate all of your support on all of our platforms. Thank you so, so much for listening. Now a message from our biggest supporter. And our smallest fan. My little man. Take it away, Jack. Thank you for using it. Please leave a five star review. Thank you.